JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. She's just dropped a bombshell on the show yep. that she might have to leave Bundaberg and the Triple M breakfast show. Jules, what is going on? I received some very large news yesterday. I got a missed call on my phone at about 3 p.m. yesterday, and mm-hmm. I thought, must be a telemarketer. Who else is calling me or someone pretending that I've committed tax fraud or yeah. whatever it may be? Yeah, I had a work colleague call me at 3.30 yesterday. Oh, did you enjoy that? No, I was napping. I said, piss off. <laughs> it's my nap time. So I'm going to call him tomorrow at four, uh, quarter to four when we get in here. Mm, well, I was um, <laughs> I was a little bit shocked at the news. My hands were literally shaking after I heard it. So I thought I will play the voicemail that I listened to yesterday at 3 p.m. <laughs> Hi, Julia. This is Katie calling from Farmer One for Wife. I was just having a look at your application and would love to have a chat with you. If you could give me a buzz back on this number when you can, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Did you apply for Farmer Once a Wife? <laughs> did you? <laughs> um, I can't remember. You can't remember? If I did or not. Well, you must not. Did you call her back? I haven't called her back because this is the thing. I don't know what to do. It seems call like her. it doesn't seem like a fake call, right? Like Katie seems like a producer. She sounds official. That, that sounds legit. Yeah, hundred percent. Where'd the call come from? Uh, it came from a mobile number, so she hasn't even hidden her number. I could legitimately call her back, but I don't remember applying. Maybe it was someone as a prank doing it. Maybe no. I did do it in one of my lonely Saturday nights. I filled out my application. <laughs> you I just said, went on a crap date. I you live went, in Bundaberg. You went home and went, stuff this. I know point. what farms are like, but this is the thing, right? If I do answer all her questions right, poor Katie, if I get to the screening part... She's going to see how frazzled I am in front of a farm anyway when there's little goats around no, or something watched, like that. Have you watched Farmer Wants a Wife? I have. 90% of them are lunatics, so you'll fit in. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I should apply? Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Can we check back in tomorrow and find out I about your call? I will call her back this afternoon. Yeah. Don't know what I'm going to say just yet. Can Don't you, know what she's going to say. Record the conversation if you can for us. Get and, her consent. Yeah, get her consent, record the conversation, and we'll find out because I'd love to see it. I support oh, you. And I would 100% take the reins of the show while you're on Farm Once a Wife. Oh, my God. They're different, but they're ours. Yeah! JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Overhead in the skies and underwater in our seas, you might see some new technology hitting our region. One of only two places in all of Queensland that'll be receiving funding. I'm talking about drones. What? Did you say underwater? Yeah, there's underwater drones now. That is so cool. Yeah, so what's happened is uh, Gadagil, which is uh, it's Gadagil Development Program, uh, D- Development Corporation, and they're all about um, learning about the Indigenous sites and mm. also securing all the technology to be able to do that as good as possible. And basically, they've secured a grant for a Ranger drone program. Now, this is this is massive because we're the only place so far. So it's just been announced as a part of the 5G Innovation Grant, which will give our rangers the ability to stream HD video from aerial and underwater drones. How cool is that? So say, for instance, um, if you're at Monropo Turtle Centre and you want to see if there's a turtle laying any eggs, yeah. can you fly a drone over? Well, not the general public, but the rangers yeah, can the use rangers. it. Yeah, the rangers. Yeah, 100%. So they can That's use it amazing. to keep an eye on our turtles and things like that. There's so many applications. So we're talking, you can use it to analyze changing conditions on the land and things like that. Shark spotting, 
feral mm. animal management. So, of course, I think it was uh, dingoes were an issue for our turtles. Fraser Island yeah, as well. So yeah, so they can keep an eye on all those feral animals and see how they're moving. Fox detection, pig detection, dingo p- detection. The list goes on. But um, it's also going to be used for fire detection as well as tracking and monitoring uh, monitoring cultural sites. So That's indigenous amazing. sites that are hard to get to will be able to go and see them. And it'll actually bring back and it'll have a live video that they'll be able to see there, the ranges, but also there's talks that you'll be able to see it as the greater public via the internet. So you can go on and see what they're seeing Whoa. through these drones that A, are aerial and B, go underwater. Is this going to stick around for, or is this like a trial sort it's of a thing? Trial. Okay. So it's a trial so far, but the grant's providing $284,000, and the first will be at Bagara Basin and Monropo Beaches here, oh. and then the second ones will come in at Double Island, which is just north of Cairns. But um, the first trial will focus mainly on reconnecting elders, uh, Indigenous elders with their traditional land and sea countries of their youth. So they'll be able to go and see places where they know all these stories from and bring them to life and actually share them with the community, which is cool. Well, speaking of preservation, did you see Monropo Turtle Centre just got um, recognised as one of Australia's best ecotourism attractions? Yes, this was huge. Yeah. It, like, it just blows your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, it's one of our only 20 in all of Australia, and Queensland, it's on top of Townsville's Reef uh, Aquarium and the Daintree Discovery Centre. So this is awesome to have this technology to be able to protect so many different tourist attractions that are bringing people from far and wide. Exactly right. And the fact that we're getting federal attention, I think, it mm. is a massive deal. So an extra 284 grand coming to our area it will do good. It will do nothing but good. So look forward to uh, seeing these out and about and can't wait to hear from the Rangers and see how they've been put to use. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? We are coming towards such a beautiful time of year, the festive season, the Christmas trees getting decorated, presents are about. But uh, for those families, sometimes it can be a really tough time of year. Mm-hmm. And one special family by the name of the Card family, they got a special gift from Mayor Turtle Jack Dempsey, our mayor. Yeah. And to tell us about it, we've brought on Kayla, the mum of the Card family. Good morning, Kayla. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Now, Kayla, you have a pretty special family. Can you tell us a little bit about your daughters? Uh, no worries. Um, I have four girls, um, two older ones, um, a middle one, which is really quite um, sick. She's been diagnosed with a rare metabolic condition. Um, and then I have a younger one as well. So Lily is your five-year-old. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what her life has been like in and out of hospital? Uh, yeah, she's spent pretty much most of her life in hospital um, here and in Brisbane. Um, daily she'll have seizures. She's yeah, a very, very sick girl. Um, her condition is life-limiting, um, which we don't know how long we're going to have her for, um, but we take every day as a blessing to have her and so does the girls as well. Yeah. yeah, it's obviously something pretty pretty difficult to live with, and um, you're, you're very strong. And thank you for sharing uh, so much with us this morning, Kayla. Now, um, tell us about how Mayor Jack, first of all, was able to get in contact with you and how it sort of came to be that you were getting this special gift. Um, it actually all originated from the lovely ladies at the paediatric ward at the hospital. Um, they organised it all, um, trying to give back just some a bit of positive vibes for us as we've had a, a horrible, horrible year with um, our daughter. So they know that our older daughter and our y- older daughters and younger one 
have had a t- terrible year as well. So it was just something to make the year a bit more festive. Um, and, yeah, it really made their year, to be honest with you. So you found out that your family, the Card family, were the ones to officially be able to turn on the Christmas lights and signal the start of the festive season on December 1. Now, how special was that to be able to bring your family out and experience that? Uh, Well, when the lady asked me, I broke into tears. I thought it was the best thing in the world. Um, We kept it a secret from the girls um, till the actual time. And yeah, they couldn't have been happier. It was amazing. So tell us about the moment. Like, was it it just a big switch that you turned on and the lights come on? Or (laughs) how did it all happen? Uh, it was a big podium with a big red switch. Um, oh, we did the countdown and, oh. yeah, the girls got to push it all together. Oh, isn't that absolutely sensational? And I hear that the girls say the best thing about Christmas is celebrating it with family. How good is that? Oh, it is. Um, I, Christmas is the best part of the year. It's amazing. <laughs> well, after a tough year, a big shout-out to Mayor Jack for making that happen and the paediatric ward at the hospital, always doing amazing things. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Kayla, and we hope that that was a massive highlight of the year and it can wash away some of the difficult memories throughout 2021. Most definitely. Thank you so much. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? We have been betrayed by the ones who we love most, and that is Cadbury chocolate. Oh, we love Cadbury. We do love Cadbury. Cadbury, Everyone if you're listening, Cadbury. we love uh, you very much. No, and I you don't. you can sponsor us. No, don't. I don't even... No, you can still sponsor. But I'm furious at you right now. Sponsorship, I might forgive you. They've betrayed us when it comes to the chalk-coated almonds. So we get these every year, right? Are these the ones that come in, like, the cylinder jars? Yeah, they're a plastic cylinder. Purple lid. Yep, yep. Pur- purple lid, the famous purple logo. You've got all the delicious ones. They do chalk-coated peanuts as mm. well. They do the mixed one. They do sultanas. I don't know why anyone would want that. Anything but with chocolate over it's they, good. They, they, not sultanas. That's like, you, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I actually challenge that. We might need to put that to the test at some point. All right. I'll find disgusting things and coat them in chocolate. <laughs> Can do. But why I'm so annoyed is we got a packet recently um, of the Cadbury chalk-coated almonds and I looked at the packet and went, have I grown or have these gotten smaller? I was like, surely I can't You think you've grown so the packet, the cylinder of the chalk almonds looks smaller in your hands. It just felt smaller. You're not a giant. That's my thought as well. But I'm thinking this packet looks so small, something's gone wrong here. So Mm. I've put on my investigative hat and I've had a look. Get this. Currently on sale at Woolworths. They were on special at Aldi as well, by the way. Uh, Cadbury almonds, they are 280 grams of chocolate almonds. 280, yep. 280. So mm-hmm. that, that um, okay. That seems, that seems normal, normal, I guess, yeah. Until you do your investigative work and have a look back. <laughs> Over the years, through the archives, and find the old packet of Cadbury chalk-coated almonds. How did you get that? I looked through Google, I searched long and hard, and (laughs) found that they used to have 380 grams. So you've been robbed 100. They're ripping us off 100 grams of, of Cadbury deliciousness. So you're not going delusional. It's actually smaller. It's smaller. And I'm, I'm, you can't just sneak that. I don't think the price has gotten any cheaper. It's like the Big Macs. They get smaller and smaller over time. Yeah, but I've got evidence. I've got weighted evidence. And I'm furious. That furious, in fact, that I've written a heartfelt letter oh, no. direct to Cadbury. Dear Cadbury, recently I indulged in some of your delicious chalk-coated almonds and found myself in a wave of fury when I found out the packets have gotten smaller. (laughs) 
These once upon a time were a beautiful delicacy I'd find in the fridge and I'd sneak out three or four from my dad's packet. He wouldn't notice because the packet was big enough. I'm still trying to pull off this trick currently now with my wife 20 years later. And unfortunately, with every chalk-coated almond I take, she notices. (laughs) For the love of God, Cadbury, can you change it back to 380 grams? If not for the price... If not for the spirit of Christmas, <laughs> but for my relationship. Kind regards. Avid Cadbury lover and addict who's losing weight, Justin Bell. Oh, far out. I'll just buy you two packets. <laughs> Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. For those that have toddlers, babies, kids, and they have a partner with a... Uh, with a very, very small fuse when it comes to vomiting. Ooh. This is a story for you. So a lot of people, I know my brother's the same, they struggle to change the nappies. They struggle with anything gross from the kids. I hope you're enjoying your cereal right they, now. They just start dry reaching and they can't <laughs> deal with it. If that is your partner, this story is going to 100% hit with you. But I'm not the person to tell it because I wasn't there. Okay, who was? The person who was there was our very dear friend and work colleague, Beck. Beck, welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, Good Beck. Morning. All right, Beck. what happened? Um, so my three-year-old um, is almost fully toilet trained. Um, very rare accident. Maybe, you know, wets himself a couple of times. and It happens. The odd skid mark, happens. nothing too crazy. Um, but he was a bit caught up in playing on the weekend and had a number two accident. Oh, oh no, poor, poor Bob. So poor little fella. He would have been disappointed he... in himself. <laughs> You would think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was disappointed in himself at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he went down to the toilet with my husband, Brody, and um, he started dry reaching. Your um, husband? He can't deal with that stuff. Even a wee nappy, he's oh, just, on. once he smells it, he he's just an adult. loses it. No, I get that. I get so queasy. I was there when my nephew had a little accident and I was, ugh, couldn't deal with it. Gross. <laughs> Excuse yourself? Yeah, couldn't do it. It's hilarious for me. Um, so I could hear him dry reaching in the toilet. So I thought I'd go down and try to help. No. And as I've come around the corner, he's trying to get the undies off the toddler. Yep. That have a little present in them. No. And is dry reaching and just losing it. Yep. And he actually vomited (laughs) on the toddler. Onto the child. (laughs) So, so Bex turned the corner, there's a pantsless toddler with a nugget on the ground and her husband vomiting on her kid. It's too many layers to this. Get how it did together. You, did you stand in and help or how did it end? Oh, I lost it. I was laughing so hard. Well, you I didn't vomit too. at all. It was hilarious. Oh, my goodness gracious me. So moral of the story, if you're with someone with a, with a bag, bad gag reflex when it comes to that sort of stuff, you're probably better off just doing the change because this is how bad it can go. Good on you, Beck. Thanks. <sighs> Thanks, guys. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Some good news for the nature lovers out there. There are 13 new plant species that have just been planted in the botanic gardens of Bundy North. Wow, yeah, cool. It is cool. There's some rare, some unusual species. They've acquired oh. new leases on life right here are in Bundaberg. Are there ones like that eat, that like eat 
lizards? That like possibly. Like, we can ask them. We can go and find out. Go down to Bundy North and check it out. But Councillor Wayne Honor, uh, he put his name to the test, and with honor, he planted these new trees and said, "I'm going to give them a new lease on life." These new trees and shrubs and herbs. And turns out, there's actually been a couple of documentaries on this. What documentaries about these plants that mm. are here in Bundaberg? That's right. There's I love been a good the expert take on it, that David Attenborough style, and there's also been a layman's version of the average Bundabergian. Okay. So what are we, are they all combined into one or how's this work? Yes, I've actually managed to track down a little bit of audio from both of these documentaries. They've got a little bit of a contrast. Take a listen. Botanists have found a small tree growing in rainforest of Bulbaran, which is northwest of Jinjin. Indeed, the Bulbaran Metacosma now calls Bundaberg home, for it is the only place in the world that is located. It kind of has green, it's a green leaf, it's um, oval, pointy, it's a pointy green leaf. Next up, the blush walnut, or as the experts say, Elishmedia obsifolia. It is a large rainforest tree. It produces blackberries, which are eaten by rainforest birds. Officially, they are now labelled vulnerable to extinction. Also green, uh, the leaves are long. The end, There's blackberries on this one, but, but gr- green leaves and blackberries. And finally, the Decasperon humil, officially known as the silky myrtle. A shrub to medium-sized tree, typically growing in rainforest. New leaves are coloured pink and have silvery hairs. No, uh, the, uh, it's mostly, usually green and pointy, but the leaves are, it's got green, green leaves. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. We are well and truly in a Christmas party season. Time to let your hair down after a big year. And we've had our Christmas party, but we know that there are some still to come here in the Bundy region, and we want to help out our friends. Yeah, I'd say this weekend might be the big kahuna when it comes to (laughs) Christmas work parties. And um, although it is about having fun and letting your hair down, there's some rules that are different to partying with your friends, partying with your family, because these people you got to work with come Monday, and we're joined by Graham Wynn. He is our employment expert from Superior People and Recruitment. Good morning, Graham. Good morning. How are we today? We are going well. Now, rules for Christmas parties. <laughs> if I've had a crush on Belinda for the last three months, <laughs> I and thought I it was think, Caroline. Uh, Caroline, sorry, I get distracted. <laughs> if I've had a crush on Caroline, and I think, you know what, I'm going to go for the Pash at the work Christmas party, is that a no-no or a go for it, son? <laughs> It's a definite no-no, and the question is, why is it taking you three months to build up the courage in the first place? Oh, the coward. She's too. Uh, she's, she's intimidating, <laughs> and and because she's the direct manager, I don't want to get fired. And a I lot saw of her in a different light. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're, in all, we're, 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 we all look good under certain light. Yeah. In all seriousness, there are some particular rules. Now, I've never been able to enjoy. Because I hear about the good old days of Christmas parties. Um, I don't know if you've been able to enjoy this in the past, Graham, but can you tell me about Christmas parties in, say, the 90s? Well, I can go back even further than that if you want me to. Well, um, what's Christmas naughty? Par- <laughs> Christmas parties back in the 80s, they were phenomenal. What did you do? Um, it, it was a free-for-all, seriously. Um, you could get yourself as drunk as you wanted to. There was kissing going on. Oh. The old the old sit on photo, couple of your bum photos of that was going on. It was it was a free-for-all, basically. What was it very, like, very, very, what was it like in times. those days come Monday? Monday was quite re- regretful. A lot of people took <laughs> Monday off. 
Um, <laughs> one, one because of hangover and two because they didn't have a face to people. But a lot of people pre-booked Monday as a holiday just in case something happened. They didn't have to face people on the Monday. That's so pretty Monday wise. A, yeah, very wise indeed. Look, I remember going to one back in the 80s and full of bravado, up to a manager saying, I can run this company better than you, using some very choice language. And I even had documentation with Miss Spreadsheet explaining how I was going to run the company better. You took a spreadsheet oh, to the no. Christmas party. Of I course did. you're I that did, person. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling that's why you're uh, running your own business now, yeah. okay? Absolutely right, yeah, because I can't work for other people now. But uh, my job after that, though, didn't last much longer, funnily enough. Um, but now, so, yeah, Graham, was... we are in the age of social media where we can, I guess, get caught out with a bit of evidence online. So what if I do behave in a certain way at a Christmas party, can it actually affect my employment? Can my boss say what you did here is actually unacceptable? Well, the simple answer is yes. If you, It's a work function, so in theory it falls under the work jurisdiction. And so if you behave inappropriately, it can be therefore seen as workplace issues and you can lose your job for it. As simple as that. Well, great. So you've got to really be careful. 100%. Yep. Well, what we'll end this with, I'd love to hear your top three tips for what not to do at the Christmas party. <laughs> top three tips, what not to do, don't touch. Just keep your physical distance from everybody. Do not touch people. If, if someone comes up with a handshake, that's acceptable. But anything beyond that, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Second, don't write yourself off if management are there. Do not do it. Um, it's not a good look at all, and your reputation does go downhill. And the third big one is never tell your boss you can run the company better than them. <laughs> it's not a good move career-wise. <laughs> Sounds like you're speaking from experience. And if you somehow combine all three in the trifecta, (laughs) come up drunk and try to make out with your boss because you think you can run the company better, that's a big no-no. Big, big no-no, but who knows what could happen. You might make it, make success of it, but seriously, yeah, that, that physical touching, just avoid it at all costs these days, and, and certainly just, yeah, don't write yourself off. It's just, and one, on a serious note, one thing employers are doing these days is they're basically saying, in the past, we provide alcohol, etc. They're now really stipulating, you are responsible. If you drink, you are responsible, because basically, if I get drunk at a Christmas party, an office Christmas party, and then drive home and have an accident, the workplace can be liable because they supplied the alcohol. Well, it's a tricky minefield, isn't it? But thank you. That's the serious part of it. Yeah. Thank you very much for clearing up some of that, Graham Wynn, from Superior People and Recruitment. And, um, yeah, lucky we were both sober at our Christmas party. That's right. (laughs) They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. A very good morning to all our cyclists and cyclist friends and good morning to all the naked cyclists. What? Yeah, it was World Naked Bike Ride Day on the weekend. Uh, Well, I've got a song that would probably suit a little bit better. Okay. Maybe. This is the annual international clothing optional bike ride around the world where basically cyclists ride together to peacefully protest things like body image issues and also looking out for cyclist safety, environmental reasons, a whole bunch of things. But basically, it's a group of people getting on their bikes in the nutty. I, I, <laughs> what? There's just a few things that come to mind. Riding a bike naked. Yep. So... People wear lycra for a reason. People just say it's mammals, middle-aged men and lycra. But <laughs> what it does as a bloke is it p- 
picks all your junk up and keeps it up in a package, mm-hmm. if you no longer have that seal, yep. you're going to be sitting on your Willis and Doodleberries. You're going to pinch <laughs> stuff. Doodleberries. You're going to you're going to things are going to go in. It just just looking at your face right now. But just, even but what about ladies? Like, yeah, what, lady bits wouldn't be that comfortable would it, either. Would it ru- the it's seats? one day a year. It's clearly Do you glad wrap the seat. <laughs> It's clearly one day just to make a bit of a statement and to show that all bodies are beautiful on display. What do you do when you're done at the naked body? Like, do you take clothes <laughs> to a location at the starting line and then you get back to there? Because once the once it's done, yeah. you're breaking the law and you're just a naked person on a bike. Look, you- I hope so. This um, I saw some photos from Melbourne's one and I'm sort of grateful that imagine it didn't happen in Bundaberg. Bo- imagine borrowing a bike. Imagine friend goes... <laughs> Can I just borrow your bike? I'm doing a I'm doing a ride for for charity. Would you tell them sure. about the naked part? Well, you probably want to because <laughs> I don't want the bike back. I at least don't want the seat back. It's part of you now. Get a bit of extra hand sanitizer all over it. So what's the point? What did they do? Did they raise money? Did they do anything? Or it's just a bunch of naked people? It's basically the idea is a bit of a movement around the globe just to promote that body image yeah, and that right. sort of thing. But um, bit too much I movement, just, if you ask I me. Feel, I feel sorry for the people that had to capture the news for that day. The <laughs> Photographers, the reporters, and I've gone through all the images, and I'm like, the amount of effort they would have had to go to not show a single bit or to Photoshop <laughs> things out. Imagine if they did that down at Bus Park. It's pretty damn open out there. <laughs> That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from six to nine a.m. on Triple M Bundy, or subscribe here to get all the best bits.